Queenside, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 USA. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. Welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with you. Got guest Sam Herman, winner of the 38th Iowa Mid-Animer Championship at Geneva Golf and Country Club down in Muscatine. Uh, Sam, how are you? Doing good, Clint. Yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for taking a little time with us to, to come on the podcast. Uh, before we dive into your success, why don't you just give us a little background? Yeah, so name's Sam Herman. Uh, she's been playing golf for... For too long to count now um got got really into it in high school uh did it throughout college up at, at loris college up in dubuque iowa um met a met a really good guy in my head coach jeremy hawkins i really got got my game in me to where it is i would say today um been playing down in in muscatine iowa now for about 10 years um and you know with with maturity comes, uh, I, I think, a better golf game from a mental approach, and uh, credit a lot of that to, to to what happened over the past weekend. Sam, I, I had to look this up. I, I thought I knew where you were from. I knew it was kind of over in the Iowa City area, but you grew up in Mount Vernon. Um, tell us about kind of your junior junior golf days. What do you remember from those and kind of getting started in the game? Yeah, so – I grew up playing on a what what would now be considered a super small golf course, but at the time it was perfect. Um, Hillcrest Country Club, it's now called Carnoustie Golf Club, I believe, in Mount Vernon, Iowa. It is a nine-hole track, a grand total of 2,500 yards, par 35. But in terms of like growing up on it, uh, you couldn't ask for better, right? Obviously, you're not you're not pounding the ball, um, you know, more than maybe 250 off the tee, less than as you know as as you were younger. So it really created a, an environment to to grow, especially on the short game side. Yeah. Um, you know, wedges, putting uh, was always a requirement to play well there. Uh, transitioning into more uh, junior PGA. Uh, type stuff and, and into college I think the, the biggest barrier was oh man I don't have a wedge in my hand anymore I got an eight iron um, into the green what what the heck is this club um, and just getting more comfortable with that sort of mid iron game uh, was <laughs> uh, was a requirement to 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 be able to compete at that at that what I'll call next level um, if you will and so uh transitioning that into into the college game and then ultimately coming to to muscatine and geneva it's sort of that hybrid um geneva's shorter track if you just look at the the scorecard but how it plays is much longer there's a lot of force layups there's a lot of strategy that comes into play there's certainly the par fours where you get a wedge in your hand but there's also par fours where you're being forced to hit six iron off the tee um so it sort of blends both of those things uh and you know, I think surprises people uh, when they, when they come here for the first time. Uh, Sam, you kind of led me into into my question. I was kind of curious, kind of how you would characterize Geneva. But um, a lot of a lot of guys that I've I've actually never been down there. I grew, I grew up about a half hour from there, but I've never been to the course, so just kind of heard things. But it sounds like it's a lot. Of, you got to know where you're hitting. You got to know where you're hitting the ball. I mean, which is obviously anywhere, but it's like that's really a premium, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's uh, the the thing that Geneva's taught me the most is really how to shape shots. Um, you know, Clint, even at at my Loris days, 
played a lot of golf courses where you could, if you were working the ball one way or another, you could, you could make it work. It was pretty forgiving, whether it was hit a fade, hit a draw, straight ball, whatever the case may be. Geneva forces you to work it both ways. Um, you, you have to, especially off the tee. There's, there's some holes where if you can't, if you don't have a fade in your bag, you're laying up and, and taking an extreme disadvantage straight off the tee. Um, and there's other holes where if you don't have a draw in the bag, um, you're again, having to lay up and, and accepting uh, a long iron into some, some pretty small greens uh, at, at Geneva. Uh, Sam, just looking at your scorecards, you were, you were able to stay away from the big number, uh, no doubles, which, which we know is, is key to golf. You gotta, it's hard to come back from a double, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and, and did a, a, I will credit my short game tremendously with the ability to uh, eliminate what we would call those big numbers. Keeping the doubles off the card is, was absolutely a, a testament to the short game uh, over the last weekend, for sure. Um, Sam, you obviously you said you play at Geneva all the time. Coming into the tournament, were you, did you have any expectations? Did you think like, hey, I can, I can be in the mix? Or was it more of, hey, let's just take it one shot at a time? It was truly, it was, it's funny. Um, we had men's league on, on Wednesday and, and me and a couple of the guys that were playing in it were just sort of talking about it. And, uh, you know, anytime you enter a tournament, you like to have the mindset of I'm going to win this thing. Right. So there's that in the sure. back of your head, but first IGA event, really not sure what to expect. Yes. It's my home course, but I mean, you're talking arguably best players uh, in that age bracket in the state of Iowa. What does that even what does that even mean? I didn't know. So if I was to answer your question bluntly, no, I had zero expectations. Uh, if, I, if I was to give it to you straight, the expectation was make the cut, um, not knowing even what the what the cut would be. Um, looking back on it after after getting the win and talking with those same guys, we laughed because, uh, you know, in all honesty, we thought and this is, you know, I guess all golfers do that. We expected the score to be much lower uh, for, for the winning score. I think we projected uh, something in the range of eight to 10 under is, is what we thought would get it done. Now, no one could have projected the course turning into what it turned into firm fast on a windy day certainly made it more difficult, but definitely a, a, a fun thing to sort of reflect on um, after the tournament versus where we were going into the tournament. Uh, Sam, you mentioned your your short game sounded like what you kind of hung your hat on uh, over the weekend. Anything else that you kind of look back and think, you know what, this was this was the difference for me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, short game's always been, you know, as I talked about, you know, going all the way back to Hillcrest, wedge in my hand, uh, being crafty around the greens. That's something that I've always had. Um, and, and uh, you know, I got a good pair of hands, I guess. Mm -hmm. The the thing that was different, and and I think what, you know, I give a lot of credit to the, the newest club in the bag, actually. Got a new got a new driver this year. Um, really struggled with the one that I was that I was rolling with last last couple of years. Decided to get a new one, pull the trigger, uh, bite the bullet on that on basically foregoing an entire paycheck for the new club. <laughs> uh, and really credit with with that club, the driver, uh, keeping it in play and, and really down the stretch. Uh, the final five holes, you just sort of got to commit to. There's trouble on on both sides. It's easy to jail yourself, um, whether it be behind trees or or taking some OBs. And it's really easy, especially as you're coming down the stretch of a tournament in in and in contention, 
to get tense and start trying to steer it. Um, and it was a mixture of, you know, just talking with a friend of mine that was on the bag, as well as just having faith in that new club of just continue to free swing. Just whatever happens is going to happen. Don't try to control it. Cause in, in, in my past, try to control it. And that's when, that's when stuff goes awry. So just credit that club and, and the trust that I now have in it to just be able to free swing and let it go. And, and uh, yeah, pay dividends down the stretch. Well, Sam, you, you fired rounds of 72, 69, 70, pretty steady golf. Were you watching the scoreboard kind of coming down the, the stretch there or at all, I guess, during that I really final wasn't. round? Uh, my, okay. my, my caddy for that last day even asked, hey, do you want do you want to know where you're at? Um, you know, going into it, I sort of I, I envisioned a, a period where it was me and Connor. Um, and the only time that I asked was actually coming off hole 13, going into 14. Um, I asked, is there anyone is there anyone ahead of us, uh, therefore starting behind us? Um, that I need to be worried about that I, you know, or is it truly uh, a match play between Connor and I, um, mm -hmm. ultimately the answer I got was, you know, no, um, it's, it's mano y mano at that point forward. Um, and so in, in my head, the, uh, the, the sort of dynamic switch and it became just a match play and it was, okay, you got, what was it? You got five holes to go. You need to make up, you know, at least two, three for the win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what looking back, what do you credit that to? Was it a matter of, hey, I just got to bear it? You just knew what you knew, knew what you had to do. I knew so, you know, stepping stepping on the 14 T, you got 14 and 15, which are pretty, you know, you hit obviously it all predicates off the T shot, especially at Geneva. You hit good T shots, you're gonna have shots at birdie. Um, did that on a 14, hit about the worst wedge I possibly could have, ended up just making a par, it was fine. Um, so step on to 15, down to four to go, knew I had to make birdie, knew, knew I had to make something happen, ended up burying a putt that, that was, that was pretty good. And step on to 16 T I've been in that position, um, that, that Connor was in. Um, I don't want to speak for him and what he was feeling. That's for him to say, but I've been in that position and it's nerve wracking, right? You're, you're up one now, um, and you're stepping onto a T where you could easily, knock a seven, eight iron down to the fairway and have another seven, eight iron into the green, that green is tiny. So you don't necessarily want to do that. Um, but you got OB left and it creates just a really, really tight visual of, I got to fit this ball in there. Um, and I think that was the first time where there was a little bit of nerves that were shown. Um, and ended up that his drive just ended up getting into a really bad spot behind a tree. He really had nothing. Um, I ended up getting pretty fortunate off the tee, had an open look at it, made a nice up and down for par. And, and he had some struggles around that, that tricky small green that is, uh, pretty stereotypical of Geneva golf club. Sam, would you say, you know, being able to play out there a lot, um, Obviously, you know, knowing the course, but can you kind of put into sense of kind of what that was worth um, over the three days of just kind of know, being on, you know, stepping on that tee, you know, for example, and being like, okay, I, I know how this works here. Yeah, uh, no question, advantageous. Um, you know, from a, if I look at just familiarity with the golf course, sure, the tee shots, um, in, in my opinion, the, the biggest ones that, uh, are are worth strokes is probably more on the front side 
um, okay. hole number four, which I played like an absolute noob um, <laughs> through the tournament. Um, and then hole number nine. Uh, so both of those tee shots are seemingly for someone that hasn't played it before, very daunting and sort of what do I do here um, versus someone that plays it every day. It's uh, way more comfortable and you take lines that, you know, if it was your first time playing, you'd say there is no way that's even on the property. So mm -hmm. back nine, I think, becomes more just comfort with the greens and, and where to to put it. Um, there can get to be some spots on, especially down the stretch there of, of 16, 17, and 18, where it's it's not necessarily where the flag's at. It's where you need to put your ball to just give yourself a shot. Um, 16's got a, a big old false front, and um, if you're short of that, it, it makes just for a tough up and down. And if you're long of it, it makes for an even tougher up and down. The, the approach is actually miss a little bit right, and you got to straight look straight up at it. Um, 17 is a blind shot into the green and just knowing that there's a ridge running right in the middle of it. And so you need to pick what spot you want to be at. And then 18, especially on that last day um, with where they put the pin, they put it down in a little bowl area. Um, someone that doesn't play that a whole lot, doesn't notice that. Even someone that's played it the last two days, pin wasn't even close to that bowl. You don't necessarily know. Um, I knew that. Um, I knew sure. what that ball was going to do. I knew where to put it so that it wasn't going to rip off the front or rip down that bowl and into the into the fringe of the rough. Um, so yeah, uh, undoubtedly extra confidence and and no doubt in my mind that it it helps sort of with the mental state of where do I need to put this to to give myself a chance. Sam, going back a, a little bit here, you mentioned your game kind of really maturing and getting a lot better in college with with Jeremy. And I've I've known Jeremy and both of you from your your Loris days. I didn't mention that, but uh, you you were I know you were a heck of a player, and and uh, you know we're able to always be right up there at the top, if not the top of the the leaderboard. But uh, can you just talk about maybe your your game transforming transforming from high school to college? Was it a matter of just confidence? Was it hey, I learned some new shots? a little bit of everything what looking back what uh what do you remember i guess oh i gotta i gotta watch it here because if, if jeremy <laughs> happens to listen to it uh he, he may text me or call me and and say you know some some not very nice words um I, I think truthfully as i look back what i credit most in that period of time i mentioned the the transition of always having a wedge in your hand on the second shot to all of a sudden having an eight iron and and knowing what to do with that Yes, that was part of it and getting comfortable with with that. Um, but that's just another golf swing. That's pretty easy. That's that's technical. That can be taught. Um, the mental side, I think, is where uh, Jeremy helped me out a ton. I'll say helped is is the strong word. This is where he'd probably laugh. And I I am positive that he would remember the conversation. Conversations, the light way of putting it uh -huh. um, that he had with me after a round. Um, it, it became very clear that I was pretty hard on myself and I would basically get in my own way. Um, you know, whether it be anger, uh, frustration, just flat out complaining. Um, you know, I, I, I can't use the words on here, but basically I complained my way around the golf course and shot a, we'll make up a score 76 had I just bucked up, dealt with it, moved on to the next hole and not let it affect me for the rest of the round, the score probably would have been a lot lower. Jeremy 
let me know that um, okay. in the uh, <laughs> in in a hard nosed fashion, which at the time in that very moment, uh, you know, obviously uh, made me want to, you know, say some things internally. I didn't voice them. I'm really happy I didn't voice them. Sure. Looking back on it, that's probably the biggest lesson learned that I, that I had throughout my four years. Um, and just applying that and uh, give a lot of credit to him for that sure that that matured you know the the maturity level definitely went up from from there on out as a result of that lesson okay okay I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have known that otherwise because I if, as far as I always knew you were you were just kind of steady and just got it done and you know I mean <laughs> division three golf you know it's it is what it is but uh yeah that's uh that's good to good to hear and I think uh, you know kids coming up uh, you know, making that transition, you know, sometimes need to realize like, Hey, you know, let's, let's sit back and look at this before I, you know, I'm too hard on myself. You're playing golf. Yes. For free on behalf of the college. <laughs> like how bad is your life truly? That, you know, that was sort of the, uh, yeah, that was, that was the realization in a lot fewer words and a lot more yeah. stern words. Yeah. um on on behalf of mr hawkins so you, credit him a lot you to, bet to, he's to that. he's one of the best yeah he's one of my favorites so i uh, that's a good good story to hear sam uh what uh before i let you go here what's kind of your schedule looking like the the rest of the year are you going to play some several events kind of hit hit and miss what's what's that looking like for you yeah um so in february uh wife and i welcomed our our, our first um so you know, awesome. the, the other joke as a result of this weekend was I'm one for one since having a kid. So dad <laughs> mode activated, I guess. Um, so, you know, balancing that with with tournament play, wife has been uh, my wife, Kaylee, has been super supportive of, look, golf's your passion. Can you continue to do it? Don't let um, don't let the little one get in the way. Um, she is certainly in the way. I would have it no other way. That being said, yeah, I'm going to play. Um mm -hmm golf something that I need to sort of escape um, competitive wise. It doesn't get better than that. So still working on, on wrapping some things up, doing some things at Geneva for sure. Uh, but plan to play in things like uh, the Waterloo open. Um, uh, let's see, what else do I have on there? Obviously stuff around town. We have a city tournament. That's always awesome to be a part of club championship um, there at Geneva as well. Um, and then potentially the, uh, what is it? I believe it's the Iowa Open at, at Riverside. Yeah, Iowa um, Open. But looking yeah. at doing that one. So just, I would say, more local stuff. Uh, okay. Just to not make a, you know, a full weekend away away from the house, away from the little one. But still definitely staying competitive and, and scratching that itch uh, that always happens here in the summer. Awesome. Well, uh, Sam, like I said, I appreciate you taking some time uh, to come on the po podcast. Again, congratulations on the victory. I've, uh, I've known you for, gosh, I was looking back. I was like, how oh, about 2010, 2012, right? I was going to say, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's I been, feel old. It's <laughs> longer than you think. And I was texting with some of the guys that you used to play with that I coached. And I was like, hey, Sam Herman, he's repping the, the old Iowa <laughs> conference. Let's, let's get right. it done. So anyway, well, I appreciate your time again. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good, Clay. Thank Take you. Take care.